everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Gals of Geekdom podcast. I am one of your hosts, Krista Williams, whose uh, pronouns are she, her, and I am the smart bitch here. Well, not really, but I like to think I am, and I am one of your hosts. Um, I am here again this week with my other co-host, who's amazing and smart and talented and funny, Jazzy. Um, uh, you're flattering me. I liked you. <laughs> you liked me. What happened? What happened? You, you as in in the past? What what happened now? No, no, I like. Oh, okay. I didn't I, say I thought, liked. <laughs> I thought you said liked, so I was like, what the fuck happened? No, I liked you on Facebook. On your show's past, over. Show's past, done. <laughs> the show's over. Um, and uh, Lizzie uh, will not be with us this episode, but we do have a a, a guest in the wings. I, th- I think I, I, I am. I am. I am Lizzie's. I am Lizzie's less good replacement, Justin of the Violet Wanderers podcast. Oh, and my pro- my pronouns are they them. Wait, 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 wait. A someone from the Violet Wanderers podcast on the Gals of Geekdom one. What is this? A crossover episode? Actually, Whoa! technically not, but <laughs> it is kind of the closest thing. This is not your first time being on the Gals. Well, technically, that crossover episode was both shows simultaneously. It was a weird chocolate peanut butter mix. Yeah, I've mm. never been on the show proper. I've just been on our joint show that we did. Which was a fun episode. Um, if mm-hmm. For listeners, um, you're from the Violet Wanderers. We had the whole crossover episode. I don't know the number of the episode right now, but if you go back, you can see on either feed... You can see the episode where we have this this nice little mixture. It was super fun, which we will do again at some point. But I wanted to have you on at some point, too, because I was just like, you're a cool friend, fun, talented. You could be on the show. Really, every, really, everybody listening should probably go back through both of our back catalog, just, just in case, you know, there might be something you like there. Actually, you know what? You should go back through the back catalogs at least twice. And make sure that you write reviews just to give us yeah, the, the give reviews us and five, five stars. Five stars, yes. <laughs> give us clout. Interact. And talk about us on and social media. If you could interact with Crystal on Twitter and not be some weird transphobic gender critical, that would be awesome. I know. That that would be that would be great to not have to deal with that. that. That's the dream. That's the dream, right? The the dream would be left alone on the internet. <laughs> we have different dreams. No, I mean, you're 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 not you're not wrong. I definitely have a lot of turfs that come into my my mentions fairly regularly, or like my friends' mentions, and I'm just like, fuck out of here. Uh, they. But not even just turfs, just people in general. Like when I pissed off film Twitter. Oh, isn't it great when you can just somehow collectively an entire group of people online finds out about an opinion of yours they don't agree with and they just absolutely pile on? Oh, it's wonderful being a trans girl on Twitter and having to deal with harassment and pile-ons based off of misunderstanding of what I'm saying. The tweet Treat everyone fairly. Don't be a don't be a snobbish dick. The response. You? Wow, you're just simping for Disney, aren't you? 
No, it was funny. The other day I was getting shit from someone because um, I've been playing through the Resident Evil series and I had mentioned in one of my posts that initially I didn't like having to constantly escort Ashley around. Yeah, then, it's terrible. But then as I played the game, I realized there were ways to circumvent the issues, so I was completely fine with it. And someone gave me shit for, like, having that issue to begin with. Even even though I, re- I went... dumb even, thing. Even though I went back on it, like... <laughs> like, literally, I did the post to say, I thought Thing was bad, but I realized Game also realizes Thing was bad, so put Thing to make it better, so now I don't think Thing is that bad. Yeah, they, they oh, definitely I'm... have things to make it better. That... that that's like, but that should that's like a common complaint that's been from the beginning. I'm I'm almost there in my Resident Evil 4 uh playthrough and I'm dreading it cuz I remember not liking having to escort Ashley around Just and put her in a dumpster I, and shoot everyone. <laughs> yeah, you it's it, it, you're generally fine if you're careful like that, you know. Ah, uh, but see, the the playthrough that I'm doing is a little bit off because I'm playing the Oculus VR remake. Hmm. So okay. I don't know exactly how that'll work. I'm assuming it still will, but okay. The game, the... but that shouldn't stop you from putting Ashley in dumpster and then shooting everyone. Yeah, but I wish I could just leave her there forever. You know, because you got to find the dumpster, and then you got to tell her to get in it, and then you have to tell her to get out of it. And it's literally just a button. You go to button, press it, girl, Ashley goes in dumpster, you shoot everyone, go back, press the same button, and Ashley comes out. Well, it is a very easy process. It's the bitch dumpster button. I, I don't care. Trash Roll should know to get in and out of the trash on her own. <laughs> She should automatically know this. <laughs> honestly, there should just be a function where if Leon aims towards her, instead of ducking, she runs for the nearest dumpster and gets in it. <laughs> she should just stay in the dumpster the whole time. And then you can, like, lock it. But she's the president's <laughs> daughter. You have to save her. That's the point of the game. No, you leave it in the You're whole Leon. time. And you come back You're at Leon. the very end. You're Leon S. America. You respect the president's daughter. I like, no, it's funny because like up until you actually meet her, you don't really, no one refers to her by name. They just say the president's daughter. So I thought that was her name initially. (laughs) And then when I finally met her, I heard the voice and I'm like, holy shit, is that Cindy Vortex? (laughs) And I looked it up and it was. It's weird how I haven't watched Jimmy Neutron in years, yet I was able to pinpoint that voice almost immediately. Well, this is your profession. Sometimes things have a pivotal impact in your life, and you remember them forever. (laughs) What, the fact that Cindy Vortex is a bitch? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was funny. Like, I... Oh god. But no. I had fun I had fun with that game. I just find it funny that I got shit for an opinion that I retracted and the only <laughs> in the same tweet. Right, where I said I didn't like this initially, but then I saw what the game was doing and I was like, "Okay, this is actually not that bad." Oh, so 
I think while we're still on the Resident Evil 4 tip, um, you've, you've been going through the Resident Evil games, which is exciting because I actually like those games too. Yeah, I played through Village and I really liked it, so I wanted to play everything that came before it. Had you had So this is your first time playing through some of these ones? I had dabbled in a couple of them before, like the RE2 remake, but it's this is my first time actually making an effort to play through all of them to the end, so... I think the Resident Evil 2 remake is great. Yeah, um, in terms, not counting Village, because I'm going to wait until I've played everything to give an actual ranking on that. So far, in terms of what I played in the marathon, the Resident Evil 2 remake is probably my favorite of the bunch so far, mm. with RE4 at a close second. The, o- the only reason I put it above RE4, and this is a personal subjective thing, I had a harder time getting used to the controls in RE4 than I did with R- with the RE2 remake. <laughs> I absolutely get that because it is a weird control scheme. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but, going, but, going over yeah. to my playthrough now, uh, the VR remake, the controls are perfect. Yeah, I've like, heard like genuinely, there are... Genuinely perfect. Yeah, I've heard the VR remake is a good one to play. Also, I've heard the Wii version is often considered one of the more definitive ones to play just because it has the, the... The aiming. Yeah, the aiming is generally better, which I can I can agree. When when companies knew how to use the Wii's technology correctly, they made some good shit, so... Oh, yeah. I, I will say uh, the VR version of Resident Evil 4 does take some of the tension out of it because... You can do a lot better shooting if you're in VR than if you're trying to use, you know, the C stick on a GameCube controller to move this laser slowly to the right to hit the zombie that you can see coming towards you. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not zombies, I know. Don't don't crucify me, Internet. I know they're not zombies. They're Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> El Zomberto. But yeah, I I will say, um, yeah, I'll definitely say, I probably prefer playing RE4 on one of those versions, and I am curious what they're going, how they're going to handle the upcoming remake. See how that goes. Like, I'm actually a lot a lot more open to it now that I've actually played Resident Evil 4 <laughs> for myself. I don't know. Uh, th- that's a hard one to remake, though, considering like. Like I get like with two and three, they're both kind of still using the old, the old school Resident Evil sort of fixed camera mm. um, control system, right? And these remakes, mm-hmm. putting it into like this like third person behind the back kind of re- basically Resident Evil Four like type mechanic like works really well. But I'm really curious about doing a remaking a game that already has an engine built in and how much do you change because i know that re2 and 3 changed yeah quite a lot they changed up this they changed up a lot of it for better or for worse like people were telling me from the get-go that when i was saying that i was playing the re3 remake that that is not the ideal version to play and i can kind of believe that after playing that because i'll say so far that's probably the weakest one (laughs) Well, I do know that they made it very quickly after two was a success. And it feels very quick. I beat that in like, that was like, I think I beat that in like three hours, actually. (laughs) Like three to four hours I beat that one. 
Yeah, apparently they cut out huge sections and changed the story. Yeah, like, it it was still a decent game. I just, it felt way too quick for what it was trying to do, and I didn't think Nemesis was that fun of a threat to deal with. I found him so, like, everyone, I remember in the lead-up, like, I... I remember in the lead-up to this game seeing the trailers for it, and everyone was like, oh, Nemesis is going to be so scary. But even before I had experienced the Resident Evil 2 remake and Mr. X and everything, um, Nemesis always just came across as way too fucking extra for me to be scary. <laughs> because I don't find him terrifying. Like, he's ju- he's a giant... Like At first, he's kind of scary because he's like this giant... He's this giant thing that just wants to fucking murder you. And then they give him a flamethrower, and I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> and then they give him Almost a bazooka. more terrifying than a flamethrower. Then they give him a bazooka. <laughs> and then the final fight of the game, you have to take him out with a goddamn railgun. I'm sorry, this isn't scary. This is hilarious. <clears throat> Yeah, that was the, that was the start of the big turn for Resident Evil, where it stopped being scary and it was more campy. <laughs> well, at least somebody's getting railed. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm currently on Resident Evil Five, and so far, eh? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, but it feels derivative. RE Five. It's definitely is weak. The- RE5 is is to RE3 remake. Like they're both very similar in that sort of regards, right? Well, like what I mean is like with RE5, it's derivative because the beginning literally feels the exact same as Resident Evil 4, where there's this village, there's suddenly fucking parasites happening, and then there's a bit where you have to survive for a set amount of time against these swarms of enemies, including a giant dude whose attacks are a fucking insta-kill. And you even do it, and you do confront a chainsaw man at one point. So what you're saying is it's the Dark Souls of Resident No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that fucking hard is the thing. It's actually very easy so far. (laughs) I've had no trouble getting, and I've been blazing past the levels in RE5, and then I took a break because it told me I unlocked the DLC Lost in Nightmares, which... I played and I thought, okay, this was cool. It was a nice little tribute to the to RE1. That was fun. Uh, too short, but I got to fight Matrix Wesker, so <laughs> as I have <laughs> dubbed him, because I'm wondering what the fuck happened between games. <laughs> Just suddenly, Wesker has the power of fucking Neo on his side. I have the power of God and anime on my side. More or less, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I still need to finish five. I played part of it. Like, I'm with you. I thought it was okay. I love four. Four is a, my favorite in the whole series, but... Unashamed to admit, Resident Evil 4 was my first Resident Evil game. No, same. Don't be ashamed. It's a yeah, good my, game. Yeah, my first was recent. It was Village, which, like I said, I liked that one quite a bit. So, did you? So you played Village before you played Seven? 
I haven't played Seven yet, so you I haven't guess, played yeah. Seven. Oh, which is weird because Village is a direct sequel to Seven. So right, you just, and, it, you, and it mentioned a lot of events that I didn't see, and I was thinking to myself, oh, this must be Resident Evil Seven. Okay. Yeah, you you yeah, it basically you got spoiled for RE Seven. By oh, by the way, RE Seven has one of my favorite DLCs ever. Oh boy. Did I ever tell you about that one? What is it? You are one of the main characters brother mm-hmm. and you're a hermit that lives in the middle of of the swamplands and the entire dlc is you going around punching the monsters that you have trouble hiding from in the main game you punch it in the face and <laughs> that it's sounds just amazing like, <laughs> you punch them in the face and you could take them out with like a couple hits versus in the game which you have to like sneak around that is amazing. Resident Evil 7. Punch. <laughs> it is amazing. It made me laugh out loud. It was the most hilarious and also most badass. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you really I really need, need to play that one. <laughs> I'll get to it. Like once I get to Resident Evil 5, and I'll get then I get through the one that I don't hear many people like, Resident Evil 6. So six is weird. Six is like, it's like a weird combination of, it's like three campaigns, right? Four, I think. Four. And it's like a weird trying to mesh everything together, but not quite knowing how it all gels. Like going like, well, fans were upset that this series becoming more campy and more action oriented. There's some horror parts, but they wanted to still appease the people who like the action. So there's like action sections, but it's like action sections with the limited control scheme. So it's like, this is weird. Oh boy. I I can't wait to get to that one. And probably maybe, I don't know. I I have this feeling that I'm going to get to resident evil six and I'm just going to be the one person going, ain't that bad. (laughs) I think people actually at the time thought it wasn't that bad, but it's definitely not a popular game. Right. It's it it they eventually reboot like it it's what led to seven being kind of a soft reboot that got back to its horror roots. So. Yeah. What were we gonna say? I was gonna say is six the one where you switch between characters? Or um, is that five? I think that's well, six is the one that has like the the different campaigns listed on the like the no menu. no the one so you where go you individually through each set <clears throat> characters section the one where you switch between characters is Resident Evil Zero which I didn't play for this marathon because I've seen a lot of reviews from people I follow and everything and it looks like a nightmare for me to play as someone who <laughs> like just as someone who doesn't like doing a lot of micromanaging who only kind of barely tolerates inventory management in Resident Evil as is yeah I'm kind of since I started with four I kind of never really want to go back to the fixed camera angle sort of Resident Evil game because like, like I don't know just mm-hmm. that's not my thing right I didn't mind it for the re1 remake it was actually quite fun but with the art Resident Evil zero it's like I can't imagine having to constantly switch between two characters with this with this style of gameplay. This looks like a nightmare. 
Plus, I didn't care. I didn't care enough to play uh, Chris's campaign in Resident Evil One, so I don't even care who the fuck Rebecca Chambers is. <laughs> Sorry, I went with Jill because of better inventory, a lockpick, and Barry motherfucking Burton. I regret nothing. You almost became a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I regret nothing. You win. Here you go, master of unlocking. <laughs> I, that is the one thing I regret about not playing the PS1 version of Resident Evil One is not get is like I the, just the hilariously <laughs> shit voice acting. <laughs> and I would have probably played as Chris for that one just to get the scene where Chris fucking laughs at Wesker. <laughs> he just goes, "Stop it!" <laughs> like Stop. he's just he's just genuinely offended. <laughs> Stop. Why are you being so mean to me? I'm going to be a badass in Resident Evil 5 and you'll be sorry. (laughs) What did I do to deserve that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll harm you. (laughs) Shut up, nerd. So many zombies. I have a big zombie now. <laughs> My zombie's bigger than your zombie. Oh, wait, let's not get into a zombie measuring contest. It's so big <laughs> it killed me. Um, um I mean, so, some people would want that. <laughs> One or two. One or two. To- totally not me. Yeah, no, not me. Never. Oh, I'm no, sure. no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a minute. Cool off. <laughs> <laughs> this show never makes crude sexual jokes. What? Oh, never. Not my, not my proudest wank, but... Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the show. I hope Why you like. Why am I here? Because I've locked the doors. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You're Dear never getting God. <laughs> the room is seeping with with gas that'll make you complacent with everything I say. <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't know you wanted that kind of relationship, Kristen. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I want to have that relationship with everybody. Gotta be, more, gotta be more observant. You you know you, I I know you though. You want that? You've been writing me love letters. Have I though? Yes, it says written by Jazzy in big letters. Oh yes, that is that that's totally in crayon at the bottom of this page. <laughs> wow, that sounds legit. <laughs> also, uh, I I heard if you give this person money, they will. There's a rich king somewhere who's going to give me lots of money. I got that same email. No way! What a coincidence! Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get rich. <laughs> Hell yeah! What's the what's the uh, exchange rate between scam and U.S. currency? Um, I think it's uh, 
23 NFT. God, now I don't want it. What what the fuck did you just say? I I was uh, I was making fun of the fact that NFTs are a fucking scam. <laughs> the the last the last NFT I was in any way interested in is that thing from Superman where they trap people in that two-dimensional plane of glass. That's oh, the yeah. last NFT I was interested in. <laughs> the only NFT I've ever been interested in was getting some nice fucking titties. Hey. And score, you did. Yeah, I did. And I didn't need to harm the environment to get them. You you didn't have to harm anybody. No. Uh, we'll need more nice fucking titties. That's true. We would argue less if there was more of those. Mm-hmm. Like if everybody had an amazing rack arguments would be so much short i'm sorry i was staring at your rack i know (laughs) (laughs) iraq is getting a tattoo tomorrow (laughs) oh did you ever see that skit i think it was mad tv Uh, i might be crazy it was the uh the iraq (laughs) yeah apple well, the Iraq looks very unstable. Are you sure you should be putting more things on it? <laughs> that was a pretty good skit, not going to lie. Oh, yeah. It it was long, but it was one of the long ones that were. That like, was Matt TV, right? Time. I I can't remember now because I can see the whole skit in my head, but it's all people that I don't recognize, which means it could still be either of them. It's Matt TV. Okay. I'd say that's, that's one right. of those. And they, they had the. That's right. At the at the end of the Iraq presentation, they also introduced the new Iran. <laughs> no, this. I I think that's Matt T, one of Matt TV's smarter skits. Certainly funnier. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um. Go to YouTube and look it up, people. It's uh, it's it's good. Just type in Iraq, but yeah, like Matt TV Iraq, but like I space rack, like it is. If you don't know, it's a parody of Apple sort of press conferences, mm-hmm. but it, it will become very apparent when you see the lowercase I and the black turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. Back the old Steve Jobs days. Yes, back in the Steve Jobs days. Well, Steve, I was going to make a joke about his last name being Jobs, about him being terrible to people about their jobs, but I don't think I made that land. Can a joke land if you never make it? No. Yeah. It's It's like if a tree falls in the middle of the forest, does it make a sound? That's not how it goes, Crystal, is to, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? Whatever. No, I, no, no. You, you, yeah. no, no, you, you both have it. You both have it wrong. It's, if a tree falls in the woods and there's nobody there to hear it, is the earth still flat? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't tell me you're one of those round earth people. God. Ugh. Don't tell me you're one of those Globers. 
Ew. Yes, yes, I, I, I firmly believe that the Earth is sphere is very spherical. Open like your a, eyes. Like a game. You could just see you. This where 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 will we stand? How will we stand? Why the are we? Earth I, is a game sphere, Crystal. Fucking Drake and Josh was ahead of its time. <laughs> spherical. <laughs> Josh Peck is a man who was ahead of his time. Spherical Earth is so 1995. We're all about the oblong Earth now. What the fuck is an oblong? (laughs) It's like a circle, but squished. (laughs) That was a show. That was a TV show, too, wasn't it? Yes, it is. It's one of my favorite. It is unironically my favorite Will Smith thing. Or Will Smith. God damn it. I keep doing that. Will Ferrell uh, thing ever. The Oblongs. That's right. That was the uh, the TV show that lasted not very long. Yeah, I have. I bought all of the seasons of it on uh, uh, Amazon Prime Video because it was really cheap one day because not a lot of people liked that show back when it was on TV. Which is unfortunate, because it's really good. Jazzy, did you ever see any of it? Uh, no. Okay. And also, also the uh, voice of the younger son is played by the same voice actor who played Pajama Sam in the Pajama Sam video games. Oh, uh, Pamela Adlin? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's Pamela Adlin and Will, Will she, Ferrell. And Gene Smart. She, she, pop, she pops up a lot in uh, cartoons, I've noticed. Yeah, like um, yeah. she she was in she was in a Final Fantasy game, which I find funny. So, <laughs> Final Fantasy, more like first reality. Oh, Final I never Fantasy. heard that joke. Never heard that joke before, Crystal. I am Final Fantasy, more like Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two, Lightning Strikes Again, or some shit. Oh, my favorite. Oh, are you going to do the are you going to do the uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts method of naming things? Kingdom Hearts 358 oh, yeah, over 2 births by sleep final mix chapter prologue junior <laughs> and knuckles <laughs> and knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> if if you take the new Kingdom Hearts game and put it on top of the Sonic and Knuckles uh, cartridge for the Genesis, you get a whole nother game. It's weird. Yeah, you get the uh, you get the unfinished prologue to Kingdom Hearts Four. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Four, which was then retooled into Kingdom Hearts Three and a Half. Uh, Mickey goes nutso. Uh, underscore dot hack. Uh, uh, second gig. Man, I love this series. <laughs> I know it's amazing that you can take three games and make forty games out of them. Right? It's it's the gift that keeps on giving. Damn it! And giving and giving and giving giving. <laughs> I love this series. This <laughs> because it's fucking dumb. Oh, I love I love oh I love Kingdom Hearts partially because. I like the series itself. Also partially because I have nostalgia for it. Mostly because I like how fucking crazy it gets. Like, it's it's one of those things where I just keep paying attention to the story, 
because I want to know what dumb shit they're going to come up with next. And I'm rarely disappointed. So now yeah, I, I think that's part of why Disney keeps buying everything is they have to make more content for the Kingdom Hearts games. Look, there's speculation that Star Wars is going to be in Kingdom Hearts 4, and not going to lie, that would make me go nuts, so... Uh, um, a lights, lightsaber keyblade? Gimme, gimme. <laughs> um, no, they own Fox, so, like, are we going to get, like, an alien? <laughs> oh, no, Sim- Kingdom Hearts, The Simpsons World. You know how much oh. money I would pay. For Haley Joel Osment is Sora to say the line, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would pay a lot of money to hear that as well. <laughs> Just because I always love Haley Joel I fucking love Haley Joel Osment as Sora. He always gives it his all, and even some of the dumbest shit he says is always so good. Oh, yeah, he will take the dumbest line that you could possibly feed a voice actor and just go, yeah, we can make this work. <laughs> it's genius. I met him once. He came off as a super sweet guy. I've heard he's very nice, so. He, I, you know, I've always gotten that impression where I was like, you know, they're probably really nice in person. Which, which is a relief considering that a lot of child, like a lot of child actors get like just fucked through life, so. yeah. So I'm so I'm glad he seemed to make it out okay. Yeah, some some child actors do okay. Other ones have um <clears throat> issues. Right, like yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Some of them had Daniel Radcliffe turned out all right, but I think it's because his parents were very uh. <laughs> also, didn't Chris Columbus like say that he wanted specifically because he didn't want to like when he was doing the first Harry Potter that he said he was looking for for someone whose parents weren't like necessarily like pushing them into this i if he did that was a good that was a good fucking call because that's what i heard because i think he felt bad about um home alone with macaulay culkin right and like yeah and i think i haven't heard much that has happened with any of the like main kids in from harry potter they seem to all turn out fine so yeah they seem all fine yeah, I, um, I love that Daniel Radcliffe has now just embraced that he gets to play every weirdo villain in every brand new movie now. He oh. is so chill. And I haven't seen Swiss Army uh, Man, I but I want it. I haven't seen Swiss Army Man, but I want to see it on the grounds that it's Daniel Radcliffe playing a dead body and the, the guy who played the Riddler, Paul Dano, <laughs> yeah. is makes it makes him his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um Radcliffe oh, is making God. interesting choices. Who would have ever guessed that he's playing Weird Al? Right? I know. Oh. I, I for one, am not. Like, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I mean, I haven't seen him in too many comedic roles, but his voice performance in the episode where he played himself in uh, BoJack Horseman, I thought he was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, he was great in that, too. Mm-hmm. Um... He's been great in a lot of things. Guns Akimbo was was pretty fun. He was great in that. Um, yeah, he's definitely um, he's definitely a, like a talented and funny and seemingly sweet guy, mm-hmm. which is cool to hear. Um, I I don't know. I'm super excited about his Weird Al movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I would be excited about the Weird Al movie, even if it wasn't Daniel Radcliffe in it. True. I fucking love Weird Al. The uh, did you did either of you either see the uh, the the Funnier Die short that this is loosely based on? I have not. Mm-mm. Okay, you should. It is amazing. It was. It came out years ago, but it's like a trailer for this. But it's Aaron Paul as Weird Al. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Paul, and it's got like Pat Oswalt's playing Doctor Demento, and um, does a, a great little impression. Al is in the in the fake trailer, but playing a sleazy uh, record record executive, you know. <laughs> right. Um, it's funny. It's very funny. It's just like it's a perfect send up of like the walk the line type of biopic thing, which I think is what they're going to be doing with with this one. Also, can we take a moment just to appreciate the fact that somehow a celebrity named Weird Al has not been accused of any weird shit? Uh, like he's creepy a good person. criminal weird, like creepy criminal weird shit, you know? <laughs> no, he's definitely kept his nose clean, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I so. appreciate that about him. Yeah, he's not a. He never comes off to me as like a celebrity, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, hi, I make music, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sort of attitude. Like, that's the vibe I got when I met him. A, a couple times. I yeah, sure. I have a perm and love wordplay. <laughs> I, I love that. I also appreciate how he um. If you go through his catalog, there's definitely problematic material, but recently he's been like like saying how like admitting to like his problematic stuff in the past and and that like I don't know. He's he's like he's not like one of those comedians who doubles down on shit. He's like, "No, this is bad." It it's like how there's also this weird respect I have now been forced to give the insane clown posse because they've like owned up to their terrible shit. They were like, yeah, we said it. It was shitty, and we don't believe that now. I know they're like, they're like anti-homophobia, like insane clown trans rights, and I love it. (laughs) Um, there is a documentary about them, or at least about Juggalos. Um, United States of Insanity, and I heard it's pretty good. I believe yeah. it. There, there has to be so many just amazingly fun stories that can be uh, uh, explored with that oh. kind of thing. Yeah, this got critical acclaim. They said it's really good. <laughs> Sorry, I just was like, I, I, I love that they have like forced people to respect them now. <laughs> like, I mean, was it Violent Violent J? Uh, and Shaggy right? too dope. Yeah, it's Violent J, but his his daughter is a furry. Mhm. And they go to like fur conventions together, and he wears he wears a fur suit with fur, and I think that's super cute. <laughs> I like <laughs> that's like. I don't know. It's just like, oh, is he, he's a good dad. I see. Mm-hmm. 
It's crazy. Like, you would never think that they'd be the ones that turned out to be pretty wholesome. <laughs> right? Like, that, that wasn't on my bingo card of, like... No, you know. no. And cancel me all you like, but there's, like, some of their music I, I like. Like, they ask the questions that we should all be asking. Like, magnets. magnets. How do they, they Jazzy, do you know how magnets work? Is this a reference? You didn't know that? Oh, it became a huge meme. They made a song um, that's that was meant to be uh, taken. I see what their point was. They were just yeah. trying. They were trying to make in a, in a, context. It makes much more sense. Yeah, I mean, like, isn't it like about like appreciating the world? But the meme mm-hmm. became bigger than the song itself, so I'm trying to remember the song itself. Um, but Jazzy, the there, the song is called Miracles, but um, but they 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 say the line "fucking magnets." How do they work? <laughs> and that became like a, a meme, like just like kind of blew off, making fun of it, you know. I, I remember when that was like all the rage in like what 2010. Hmm. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Um. Now, see, this is showing. This is showing my age. <laughs> I am an old bitch. The oldest of bitches. I on this podcast, yeah. The oldest you don't have bitch. a birth you don't have a birth certificate you have a birth parchment <laughs> <laughs> I sat behind Jesus in class oh really <laughs> how, how, how was he uh he's a cool dude he's <laughs> super chill not as hung as most of the people paint him <laughs> I bet he really uh nailed those classes <laughs> I bet I bet in fights he never I bet in arguments he never really uh, crossed the line I bet he was a fucking sub (laughs) (laughs) forgive me father I made forgive me father I uh, I've sinned I made uh, jokes about uh I made puns about Jesus <laughs> and how he died. Well, I'm sorry, Daddy. I've been naughty. <laughs> the last time it's forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Daddy. <laughs> and I will continue sin- sinning. <laughs> I'm going to be naughty again tomorrow and I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> 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 wow oh, this god uh so i i um i degenerates all of us um yeah i was about to say um i have my own religious beliefs i do it i i do attend a relatively liberal church and what's funny though is is um just watch like someone someone from that church is going to come across this fucking podcast and it's going to come to the reverend's attention and she's going to be all like jesse did you just joke about fucking jesus dying and i'm going to be like 
probably. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Pastor, in my defense, the joke wasn't his death. It was how he died. Look, one of one one of them's awesome. One of them's awesome. One of them's awesome, and has and 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 swears about as much as I do when not when not be when not on duty as a reverend. It's fucking awesome. I love. It. She's, Pastor, she's in, in, in my defense, the joke was hilarious. That's probably what I would say. <laughs> please, please, I'm only pastor when I'm wearing the collar. Call me Dave. <laughs> Dave listens to fun podcasts. <laughs> pastor Dave says those podcasts are naughty. <laughs> well, this well, is a pretty naughty podcast. I mean, being in naughty content, it's kind of like you should. You probably should have said something earlier. I mean. Did you, have you seen the game I've been I got a fan base for voicing in? I mean that's a mm. There's penis in that one. <laughs> have you heard my podcast? Cuz good lord, I <laughs> I have the death I have the death sentence in several countries probably at this point. No, um, no, look. I've been accused on Kiwi Farms of being a child groomer just because <clears throat> A I'm trans and B I voice in fucking camp buddy. So Oh, you've had run-ins with Kiwi Farms, too. Fun. Oh, plenty. Plenty. Like, a lot of... Like, gross fucking bastards. Yeah, no, no, no. They give me... They give me... They've given me shit for multitude of things. One, the fact that I don't like Vic Mignogna, because... Ew. <laughs> That's what they nailed us for. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the fact that I'm trans, because, of course... That's what they nailed us for. <laughs> <laughs> and three, I voiced in a well-known Yaoi visual novel. See, they didn't get me for that, because uh, I haven't See, done that yet. I was going to say, it. that's something that's probably unique to me among the three of us. So. I do I do my fair share of voice acting. I just haven't been asked to do a, a gay video game yet. No, it's funny. It's like, ugh. Someday. It's like, she, she, voiced in, she voiced in something with gay sex in it, and I'm like... Yep, I did. Got a good paycheck out of it too, and I directed, <laughs> and I directed a couple of the voice actors. <laughs> no, so no, we got to get this more realistic. So not only did I voice the horny gay shit, I directed others to voice the horny gay shit. You have <laughs> acting and directing credits. <laughs> right, for this, for this niche game series, part of the Yaoi genre. Which, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I do it again. And <laughs> do it. <laughs> and you win. No, oh. it, it, it's kind of funny how many people hear my voice and then look me up and then find out that I'm, that I'm like, uh, that I am trans. It's kind of, it's just kind of humorous to me. It's like, what, did you think I'm a, did you think I was a twink, did you think I was a twink in real life? Come on now. <laughs> I think some people do. Well, well, no, it's funny because like a lot of people heard my voice and just and just I guess weren't expecting the fact that I was trans. I, I don't know. It, though it's I think the funniest reaction I've gotten to it is someone who was let's playing the game thought my voice was fucking annoying, which that's hilarious. Like <laughs> they hated my character from the moment he walked into the room and. 
he fucking skipped over one of my voice, like a couple of my voiced um, lines because he found me annoying. And I was just sitting there laughing my ass off. I mean, that's really funny. It is. I. That's pretty good. Yeah, I do, I'm just like, <laughs> and you know, I, I even joked with a friend. I said, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I've gotten constant praise, fan art and so forth for this performance, that it's kind of a humbling experience to get someone who thinks I sound fucking irritating. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for humbling me. <laughs> like, come on, I need someone to say I didn't do that good a job. It's how I improve. <laughs> Well, someone always will. There's always going to be that one person. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was and, and it was funny because whenever they were reading the um unvoice acted dialogue for my character Lloyd, he read it in this very whiny sounding voice, and I'm like, I don't think I sounded whiny, did I? <laughs> Is that whiny kinda, enough? Like, was I whiny? Holy shit! I don't I don't think I was. I was kind of. That wasn't the intention. Oh, oh my god. He's a... Hmm? What? Did you say something? <laughs> I think oh, it was... Jesus in a whiny voice. Oh. Jesus. Jesus. Stop it. Stop it. Chris? Stop it. <laughs> Judith? I... Judas, I swear to God. <laughs> Judas, Judas, I swear to me. I swear to me. If you inter- if you interrupt me and John again. <laughs> Judas, we've got to talk about that row because good because good because good me, I it does not match you. It does not suit you. I just imagining Jesus getting super angry. Just like no, just like passive aggressive sassy and everything. <laughs> like, Joe, I, I fuck are those shoes? <laughs> I swear to fucking me. <laughs> I swear to fucking me. You need to get something that oh. matches your robe. Otherwise, you look like oh. a fucking clown, Judas. <laughs> oh, my me. Easter can't come soon enough. I can't wait to leave you people. Oh, my God. Crucify me. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be nailed to a piece of wood for days on end than listen to you say another word, Judas. Did you say something about nailed and wood? Uh, I'd rather be nailed to a piece of wood for days than hear another word out of you, Judas. <laughs> Jesus. There, you know what? Um, while we're making these Jesus jokes, there is something that I just remember that I wanted to to ask about um did you um, oh go go ahead uh Son- sonic origins yes the sonic origins collection it looks fun and i'm ready to play it give it That's give awesome. it to me i want it but anywho Put it y'all in my switch i need to actually get going so yes and oh, Jesse, well, Jesse has to bow fancy going songs remember yeah, jazzy's too fancy for us Tell Judas to go fuck himself. <laughs> we will. Do you wanna do you wanna plug your your stuff before you have to bail? 
look what I what I do with plugs and my stuff is my business, Crystal. But uh, we've talked enough about this on this podcast, so I think it's more than just your your business at this point. Everyone knows about our plugging. Mm. You know, I haven't heard enough about it. I'd like to hear more. Well, here's a plug. You can find me on Twitter at Lady Jazzington. You can find me on Twitch under the same name. You can find me on YouTube under the name Jazzy Oliver. It is shit posts. <laughs> Jazzy, thank you for being on again. Of course, as always. And no problem. We'll see you next time. Alrighty, see y'all. Bye. 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 Okay, now that Jazzy has left, we can talk mad shit. Yeah. <laughs> the the oh, roast of Jazzy that, over. I didn't think that game that Jazzy was in was all that great. It could have used more well, gay sex. I think that that's that's the answer to every game. It's a valid <laughs> that, criticism of every AAA release. Imagine an IGN staffer who reviews games, but every single... Every single time there's a con in the section for the game, it just says no, not enough gay sex. <laughs> like for every single game, like even Mario. <laughs> when, like, is, when is Nintendo going to be brave enough to let Mario and Bowser explore what they truly have? The gayest of sex. <laughs> imagine like they gay, gay up gay upsetting monster stacks imagine this reviewer doesn't give a score above above um 6.9 ever per, per for the simple reason that there's never enough gay sex <laughs> <laughs> like meanwhile, six, meanwhile meanwhile kotaku's on the other side saying it's too gay <laughs> Wait, do you, yes. Do you think okay. it would be flipped though? Because like, isn't IGN like know. weirder about that stuff? Probably. I don't know. All of my game review news comes from uh, James Stephanie Sterling these days. So. Oh. Yeah. You. That's fair. I have not been following gaming nearly as much, but I did see that Sonic Origins collection, and oh my god, it looks amazing. Have you seen that? I have not. Okay, so did you play Sonic Mania? Yep. Loved it. Okay, it's 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 an exact remake of the first three. I think the four, there's four in there actually, but um, it's a remake of the old games, but in the Sonic Mania style, and like adding a whole bunch of new features, making it look nicer, and you can play as Knuckles even in the first game. Ooh. On the original cartridges, you can only do that in two. Yes. Uh, So it's basically built from the ground up, but in the Sonic Mania style and engine and new animated sequences for it specifically. So that honestly that honestly was my favorite part of uh Sonic Mania was the new animation. It was cool. It was oh it was so nice. It was gorgeous. Well if you want more of that, but just in the context of the original games, this is what this collection is. I'm interested. 
yeah, I I, I saw <clears throat> the trailer and I'm just like, holy shit, I need to play this. I'm gonna have to get it on PC so I can fully experience the speed offered by Stanic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Stanic the Hedgehog. Did you ever see the first Sonic movie? No, I still haven't. It was because I originally was like, this is going to be dumb and I'm not going to go to it. And then after it was out of theaters, I finally heard, yeah, actually, it was really good. Basically, so I'm kind of upset that I didn't watch it. Yeah, I would say it's it's the best I've ever seen where they do the human slash cartoon character like type movie. You know what I'm talking about? Like the comparing what do you it to mean? like Sonic 06 was great. <laughs> it totally wasn't upsetting and weird and broken. What I mean is <laughs> for live action movies. Like the oh, uh, right, in right, the right, right, right. in the vein of like Alvin and the Chipmunks or the Smurfs or Hop or any of those type of movies. Um well, basically they did get they did get Jim Carrey who is a human cartoon. Which was a smart choice. Um, he was more animated I, than the animated characters. <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know. I, I have a personal vendetta against it a little bit because a podcast that I thoroughly love should have got that role instead. Henry Zabrowski. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with no. uh, last podcast and Henry Zabrowski, but, uh, Henry is a short, fat redhead. And in a lot of the games, Robotnik is, well, bald, but his mustache is ginger. Uh, and oh, I never recognize this guy. Sorry, I need to yeah. I needed to Google. Yeah. Yeah, he was in The Wolf of Wall Street. That was like his only big uh, movie credit. It says but, he's in Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Yep, the show on Adult Swim. Yeah, I never saw it, but I recognize the, I recognize the name. Your, your pretty was it face good? is actually pretty goddamn funny. Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. I wasn't sure. Because, like, I don't know. Whenever I see, like, live-action content from, like, Adult Swim, like, I kind of get, like, a little hesitant, you know? Yeah, it's it's a pretty 50-50 shit shoot usually with the live-action Adult Swim stuff. But I'd say this one tends more towards the good side of things. I mean, episodes will fall flat. They do with everything, but... Especially with comedy. Were you a Tim and Eric but, fan? Yes, I was. Oh, okay. I just, I, I never really watched it outside of like some clips on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure if it, that would be always, my thing or not. It always, Tim and Eric always came on at the perfect time of night for me where I was way too tired not to laugh. Okay. <laughs> so I think that might be clouding my judgment a little bit on how much I love Tim and Eric, but... No, that's fair. You're allowed to. I mean, it has a has a, has a following for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. You know I what mean, Tim and Eric those, reminds those me two, of? Those two are really goddamn fun, so they deserve it. But I need to see more to make a, like an actual judgment. But whenever I think of like Tim and Eric, my mind goes to like Andy Milanakis when he had his own show. Is in terms of like the absurdist humor. Yeah, it's definitely absurdist humor. So you ha- you have to enjoy that going in. Did you ever see the Andy Milanakis show? 
I I think I caught like an episode or two, but I didn't end up watching it like as a series. I watched it a lot, but I was young, so I think I got a lot of mileage out of it that I probably wouldn't get today. <laughs> Feel like that about a lot of shows. Yeah, like I wonder if it's like in my mind it was great, but like that's also been like that's like been 15, 16 years separated. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think. Well, I hear you. I don't even. I think it's more than 15, 16 years at this point. Maybe even like 18 or 19. I don't know. That's that's weird to think of, right? How old we get. Yeah, the, the 90s was 10 years ago, right? 17 years ago. 2005. This is airing when Avatar The Last Airbender was ending. Oh, that's a good show. Which I am currently about the li- Shame about the live-action movie. There is a live-action movie? There's no live-action movie. No, there wasn't. There is. Mm-hmm. No, there isn't. No, no. no, you, can, no. you can try to deny it. You can try no. to deny it all you want, but it existed, unfortunately. No! <laughs> <laughs> Cry, perish, whimper. <laughs> and there's a Netflix show coming. Oh, I am Which trying could to be go op- either. It, it could go either way. Yeah, I'm trying to be optimistic about it. Um, harder and harder every day. <laughs> but I like Daniel Day Kim, and True. I like I like that he's been cast as Ozai, and I think that's a great decision. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he's perfect. Like. You chose the perfect actor. You're beautiful. You're perfect. Be an asshole on my show. You ever think he's going to play Johnny Gat again? I don't know. There's that new Saints Row game coming out. So there's always the possibility of more Johnny Gat. Could be DLC. Mm-hmm. I can see them I, doing I that. Exci- I am excited. One of the few features I've heard about for the new Saints Row is a fully customizable sensor bar. So I'm I'm very much interested in what that means. Huh. I I don't know how to feel about the new Saints Row. Um because it's it seems like it's scaling back the humor a bit. I think Oh, no, this isn't what I thought it was. But, yeah, I mean, they might a little bit, but, I mean... I think that was my favorite thing about the... about the. But, I, again, I didn't really join the series until 3, so... <clears throat> that was when I joined 2, and when I said how much I loved 3, all of the people that had played 1 and 2 were like, too silly. It's, there's no... It's not serious enough. It's too silly. And, I'm meanwhile, I'm sitting there with a gigantic dildo bat... <laughs> Swatting mascot into the air with it and going, I don't care that it's not serious. I'm having fun. Now, I think excuse me, me and me and the penetrator have work to do. <laughs> See, that's what what also is good, because like before it was kind of like very similar to Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> right. It was just like, a bad GTA. It was, it was just a kind of bad GTA clone for the first one. Then the yeah. second one was on par with GTA. 
And then the third is when they finally became their own game. And yeah. as as short as it was and as dumb as it was, uh, Saints Row 4 Gat Out of Hell is one of the best standalone DLC games I've ever played. It is great. <laughs> it is it is for me right right below my favorite standalone DLC game of all time, which is Far Cry Blood Drag. I was going to say the same like fucking thing. I love Far Cry Three, 3 Blood Dragon. That the 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 tutorial alone is worth the price of entry when you're forced into that tutorial, and the the main character is just not happy about it. It's like, damn it, Spider, why would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Have fun down there. <laughs> I need to play it again. I remember when they said when I remember the acronym of fuck. Do you remember that? Mm, yep. Failure to understand our capacity for kindness. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. That game had no right being as good as it was. It was because what was when it came out? I think it was like 15 bucks. Like, yeah, it was because, cheap. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like the I, because I think initially it was just going to be like a little bit of DLC, but like it got fleshed out way more, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I am, of course, a vaporwave slut and a synthwave slut, so I love the colors and the lasers and the soundtrack. All of it just tickled the every bit acting. of my fancy all at once. Yeah. It was so good. They they should have made a Blood Dragon for every single Far Cry. I'd still be playing the series now if they did. Honestly, they should make a Blood Dragon game. Like a full-fledged... Yeah, like full-length AAA Blood Dragon game. I would very, very curious how they would do that. Whether or not they'd get... Was it Michael Bean? I don't remember. His lead. Um, you know, from, I think it was, from um, Terminator and Aliens. That makes sense. Yeah. He was, he was a uh, Rex Power Cult. Great name. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yes. Uh, he was an alien and, and Terminator and, and all that, like, 80s stuff. So it was like, it was perfect casting on that part. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, he was Kyle Reese in Terminator. Um, but I just he was he was perfect. the The setting was perfect. The gameplay was fun. Uh, I, I love the throwback '80s, futuristic. I don't know. It was so so ridiculous. That is a. I'm glad that you liked it because I loved it. <laughs> Um, they need to they need to expand on that. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, I haven't been following gaming news like as much lately. Been like, I don't know, busy <laughs> doing adult stuff. Do you know you... that? <laughs> no, I I do get that though because I also haven't really been following the gaming news so much as much as just trying to fit in some gaming when i can yeah i'm 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 trying to do that 
the next game I really want to play is um well obviously the Evil Dead game um mm-hmm. which looks which looks excellent um uh, did you also see the quarry uh uh-uh. oh okay that's this is cool did you play uh until dawn no okay do you know what the, that is vaguely but for, for okay. the for the viewers at home uh explain it <laughs> yes i will re-explain it so until dawn is a uh story-based choice selection sort of in the vein of like a telltale type game um but done differently it is a horror slasher uh story and you can make several decisions which would lead to certain characters uh death depending on what you do and every, every time you play it should be a different ending um they give you lots of options and choices the whole story is set in like a uh like a cabin uh on like the side of a a mountain in the in the winter and you're a bunch of young you know typical movie horror movie star but filled with some like really famous people like Hayden Panettiere I think was in that and Rami Malek was in it um and they played full-fledged like you know they did the it was their face and voice and performance as different characters um but they the people who did that game which is great you should play it the people who do that game have been continuing to make sort of similar games but their most recent game um is called the quarry and it stars a whole ton of people uh mainly justice smith is playing one of the leads um it is also kind of very similar like vibe story-wise but the biggest actor that they have playing the sheriff is uh none other than david arquette (laughs) and he is himself fully in the game and lance henriksen is in the game and a bunch of other like fairly well-known older and young actors are have contributed to it and i'm very excited because it's like (laughs) it's um yeah like there's story choices so like not like a super action action oriented just more like should your character go this way or do this thing you know um so if you like that sort of type of game um i think it's up your alley may have to give that a try that seems fun so the quarry and evil dead are my big games and they're both horror that shouldn't surprise anybody that i like horror my game is sort of horror because uh-huh. i've been playing elden ring lately oh that game the the that, super popular one yeah it's kind of horror i mean it's creepy. there's some horrifying not there's some horrifying shit that you can stumble across like i this this has been talked about to death but there is i don't know maybe a five minute walk from the starting area a dungeon you can go into, beat a really easy boss, and then if you open the chest at the end of it, it's a transporter trap. And you end up getting taken to a super late game area that I would kindly describe as Dante's Hell. Oh, Jesus. It is awful in there. Everything is rotten and gross and kind of looks like meat. And Ooh. you get there and you're like, oh, well, I'll just 
I'll just fight my way out of this. I couldn't have, I, this is a starting game area. This can't be too hard. And uh, it's late game area. Like we're talking like late mid game is where you're supposed to be at when you get to this area. Nah, fam, you can get dropped there. At, when I got dropped there, I was level 13 and I started at level 10. So <laughs> it was not a good time. It was not a good time. <laughs> of course they would do that. Yeah, so I just had to do what you always have to do, which is go, oh, Dark Souls, and then just keep playing. And I eventually made my way out of uh, what players online... Elden Ring players are weird, because they misname everything on purpose for fun, but I kind of fucking love it. So this area <laughs> that is just hell and rotting and meat and like naked crows they call cleveland <laughs> there's a <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> that's a bunch of tortoises all over the map they're just npc animals that don't fight back or anything and they don't move much so players can always leave their little notes next to them everybody calls them dogs Every single person without fail refers to every tortoise in the game as a dog. <laughs> in including, there is a church you can find that has a super gigantic tortoise wearing a Pope hat that teaches you incantations and sorceries, and they call him the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it because it's a little bit of levity in a game that's out to murder you. I I I love that. It, it's it's shockingly adorable uh, for for what that game is. It seems like a uh, you need a little bit of that sort mm -hmm. of stupidity to make it through the hell. Yep, which is. Why? Because the way that the message system works, you have to choose like from predefined words that they have pre-translated to like a bunch of languages so that they can make it so everybody can read everybody's messages no matter where you're from. Oh. And there, there's a message that pops up a lot, usually when there's like a dead body that is like placed there on the map on purpose. And it'll be something like, fry fingers, butthole. <laughs> Or, <laughs> or head ahead, and things you know, just things like that. And every time I just get this little giggle, and then I mo start moseying on past it, and then I'm killed by something, and then I get to mosey on back and collect my bits that dropped off of me when I got murdered by the giant I couldn't see around the corner or something. Of course. <laughs> That seems like a common response to that game, to be honest. <laughs> Getting murdered. I know, I, I know I'm not making it sound fun, but it is some of the most fun I've had playing a just single-player game in quite a while. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing that, and though, it's from also a lot of people. It's also technically my first Dark Souls game, uh, because I've never played any of the other ones. None of the Dark Souls, no Sekiro, no Bloodborne. This is my first one I've put any serious time into. I think I own the first Dark Souls. I got it on like a Steam sale or something, but I've never actually played it. 
yeah, I've I've never played any of the games. Honestly, you want to know the closest I've played to it? I've played. Uh, can you guess which on. game I, I've played that's close to Dark Souls style? Uh, Kirby as Epic Yarn. No, I've played uh, Star <laughs> Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, that's that's a good game though. I'm so I, glad that's getting staple. I loved it actually, to be honest. Like, I didn't best know what to Star expect. Star Wars game, best Star Wars game I've ever played. It was everything I wanted out of a Star Wars game, except for uh, some like space combat, but that's fine. Yeah, honestly, I think I think I'm with you. It's probably the best Star Wars game I've ever played. I love that it's, it's a like a, a brand new story set in canon. You know, mm-hmm. with really tight controls and gameplay, a very interesting, um, like, mechanic system that's borrowed from the Dark Souls stuff, I, from what I know. Yeah. It's um, the, the but, carrying and the dodge rolling and all that kind of stuff. It's hard not to draw that comparison. I mean, and the fact that you die and you can come pick up your stuff and it's very similar in that regard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> But it also has, like, great performances from the cast. A really interesting story. Like, uh, Also, you can change the color of your lightsaber, which is my favorite part. uh, Same. I I love the customization of the lightsaber. Like, (laughs) yeah, you you get a double-edged lightsaber by later in the game. You know, like... Mm -hmm. Like, that's... The the upgrades keep coming, and it doesn't matter because I found my color combo, and I just kept it through the whole thing, which was Electrum Gold with a green... with a consular green blade. That is my lightsaber. I think... I think I did... I think I did purple. I did a purple blade. Ah, Mace Windu. Yeah. I, uh... But I, I, it's been a while since I've played, so I think I was doing green and switched over to purple at the end. I think that's what I did. Because <clears throat> you get, you know, they have that really cool sequence for you mm-hmm. when you're finding the Kyra crystal, and it's like that's that place satisfying. was such a, that place was such a maze, but I loved it. Well, that's the point, right? Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to be like I remember um, Clone Wars episode that was set there. With uh, the younglings or the Padawans, I guess. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Clone Wars. I did. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that episode? Which one? Sorry. The episode where they get their crystals. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 So it was just it was cool to explore that in that way, like where it's like it's all connected, you know. But like exploring it when past. Order sixty six happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the flashbacks to like, you know, before it happened, and oh yeah, there was a whole section where you play during Order sixty six. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, you're ma- making me the, want to play that the, game again. <laughs> the, the two, I really loved the two separate confrontations with your old master too on uh, Dathomir. Yes. God, that game and is how great. it just play, it plays out differently both times, and it's just so good. It's such good. It was so well written. It was so well acted, and God damn it, I love Star Wars. 
<laughs> Same. Uh, I, I still adore Star Wars. Anything Star Wars I get super excited for. And I know it has like a like a really contentious fan base, but like, <clears throat> fuck, I, I, I still love it. Like, I'm excited for anything Star Wars related to come out. I, I don't miss any of the shows. You know, I'm... I'm hundred percent on board. Um I still need to finish Book of I still need to watch Book of Boba Fett. But Book of Boba Fett is good. Um some people found it disappointing. I still like it. Well, fuck those people. There's a Naboo Starfighter in it and I'm here for it. Yes. There's there's a lot of cool things in that show. A lot of things that are yeah. are worthy of praise. It, um, it's almost like it's almost like it, it's really weird to think this, but it's almost like the people making that show and the Mandalorian really like Star Wars. What? I know. Shocking. And it's almost like, as contentious as it is, as many people have talked about different things they liked and didn't like about the last trilogy of movies for Star Wars, the thing that bothered me most was that they kept changing directors and writers. Because if they had just kept one set through the whole thing and it was a coherent story that didn't keep getting changed it would have been probably the best movies of star wars um they also probably could have they probably could have also mapped it out if they wanted different directors having a general outline but i bet they did though that you couldn't have directed that first one knowing there wouldn't be two more of them it was clearly mapped out at some point and then they just threw the map away yeah, that's, that's that's what bothered. And they threw it out twice because they switched again for the third movie. Well, back to, to yeah, JJ. Yeah. But that but that's what I mean. They, they had to like scramble to try to get back to the original map that they were trying to do. Uh, I don't know. I I wanted to love those movies just as much as every other one, but they're just not as good, even though they had all the potential. I I actually genuinely like them. Like, the only one I don't... I like parts of them. I, I like them as movies. I think I think at least the first two are, like, s- super solid. I think The Last Jedi, um, the more I think about, the better that film becomes. I think, um, I think Ryan Johnson brought, up, brought a lot to Star Wars and gave a new perspective mm-hmm. on it. Um, and I thought his while fans were angry i think that film in time will be looked at a lot more positively um i think it is yeah it will i think so even even now even now people look back a little bit more fondly on it but yeah i think that is the most daring of those three for sure while the first and the third are a bit more safe um but that's kind of comparing Ryan Johnson to J.J. Abrams, who do very different things. Um, yeah. I will say that it seems like the combination of John Favreau and Dave Filoni working together on Mandalorian and and Book of Boba Fett feel like a mix of J.J. and, and Ryan a bit. Like where they Clone Wars and yes. Rebels and those two when they're working together, make the best current Star Wars stuff. John, yeah, I agree. John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni are an incredible team. Like, double F. They, 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 they rock. And it's funny watching, rewatching Avatar. I'm like, I forgot how many episodes of Dave Filoni directed. 
But like, you can tell which ones they are. Yeah, pretty much. He's 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 got a style, and it's a good style. He is a good he is a good Star Wars person. Every, Plus, everybody like, mocked Rebels for the thin lightsabers, but they missed the fact that the show was great. Rebels was great. I but I need yeah. to go back to to that. Honestly, I never finished it. I finished all the Clone it, Wars though. I, I love when a Star Wars thing answers a question I've always asked in my head that nobody had ever answered before. Mm. And Rebels did that by by my question being, why was there never a lightsaber that was also a gun? And, and, then, Rebels, <laughs> and then Rebels just went, oh, yeah, I mean, it'll work, but you can't have them both be both of them at the same time. Yeah, and that it, makes sense. I just accepted it because I was just like, you know what? That makes perfect sense. You do you, Dave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're making me want to go back to finish Rebels. Probably should. I also should. want to watch you The Bad should. Batch. Bad Did Batch you... is really good, too. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was a little more hesitant to start that one because the Bad Batch stuff wasn't my favorite part of the last season of, of Clone Wars. Um. Um, but I'm hearing that it's very good. So that bad batch would have been worth it to make as a show for the first episode alone. Everything after that, bonus point because it awesome. ties into rebels. It ties into everything. That's cool. But that, the first because the fir- the first episode starts right before Order sixty six and ends right after it's done. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. A oh, thousand percent. That's that's your homework for tonight. Go, go I on. think I think this is a. <laughs> I'm, I will I will make I will make I will make the trek into that show. <laughs> I will watch the Bad Batch. No, it, no, Star Wars, not Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note. Thank this you. Is thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> I think this is a perfect note to end to end up wrapping up the show um, for this time. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, plug where people can find you? Oh, I'll plug myself all day. So mm-hmm. you can follow me on Twitter at Justin Kapla 12, the number 12. You can follow my other podcast I do every week, Funny in a Small Town, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the Violent Wanderers, again, wherever you get your podcasts and also on Patreon. Please give us a little cash. We could use it. And you can follow my award-nominated, just as good as Demi Moore until the Academy decides otherwise, voice acting work with the Icebox Radio Theater, wherever you get your podcasts. We have a series that's been coming out now. We just dropped episode two this week, uh, A Smell of Pines Darkly, which is a really... Not to toot my own horn since I star in it, but a really, really good dramatic radio drama piece. It, I have this has been some of the most fun I've had recording in a long time. Oh gosh, that's so, exciting. Go, yeah, go go everybody, go give it a listen. Icebox Radio Theater, give it a listen, give us a like, subscribe, whatever, all that good stuff. Send all the good stuff to that. You're also on. Yes. Yes, and listen to the Violet Wanderers. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, hi, I'm Crystal Williams. You can follow me Are on you? Twitter. At, yes, <laughs> at Crystal, 
Crystal W Rocks on Twitter. Um, and then you can read my articles on Medium where I write about social justice issues and trans stuff because, duh. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Galaxy Geekdom podcast. Thank you for being on and having fun. It um, was an honor, and I hope to be on again someday soon. We will make that happen, and we will do another Violet Wonders crossover at some point, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. And with that note, we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>